0: Monster House Records Club, and here's your host, Eddie Monster. All right, welcome everybody to another exciting edition of Mott's House Records Club. That's right, we are continuing on this crazy journey of ours. This 365 albums in 365 days. And you might think that this is no smoke, right? Like, hey, no problem, you can do this. Because we're 10 days in. And obviously this is the 10th record, but believe me, it gets harder and harder as you go on. Because, uh, believe me, when you feel like you should be doing other things, you're sitting there reviewing albums. But this is fun. This is fun. This is a chance for me to check out records from bands I didn't check out. You know, I may have only heard a couple songs here and there. Whatever the uh, the case may be. It's a chance to really get to know a record uh, from beginning to end. And that's kind of like the way a record should be done. You know, it, it's kind of a lost art. Where we used to buy albums and used to have to listen to it from beginning to end. Now, you could skip tracks, right, beginning with the CD. But when you had it on cassette or you had it on vinyl, vinyl you had to like figure out exactly where you needed to put it exactly to get to the next song. Whereas with cassettes, you had to rewind and fast forward and hope that you didn't go too far. And then if you heard the ending of, of one track, sometimes you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it. It's going to lead to the next song anyways. Um, but that was the fun of it back in the day. We kind of lost that, that sense of fun now with MP3s you know, and, and uh, digital tracks. Because now you don't have to buy an album anymore. You can just buy the song you like. You can listen to the album, preview it, like the song, buy it, do whatever it is, and that's the end of the day. And the same thing with with Spotify and any of those kind of services. You can listen to a record sure, right? But you can see how popular the the tracks are and then you just pick and choose by that way too. And that's kind of where the art of buying albums has been lost. You know, it's because of it's because of digital. Digital's kind of ruined it. That's why I get so excited when I see that vinyl sales are at an all-time high. You know what I mean? Because it's it's nice. It means you're actually listening to the album the way it should be listened to. But, you know, that's another argument for another day. All right. So, as always, you can listen to the show. And any of the new or arc or, or excuse me archived episodes by going to pedal to the metal radio show dot blockspot.com. Again, pedal to the metal radio show dot spot dot com. That is the place to go. All the episodes are there, whether it's pedal to the metal, whether it's Monster House Records Club, you choose what you want to listen to. And uh, if you want to follow either show, the links are in the description below. So it's as easy as that. Um, All right, so, as I was saying, we've got a great record for you guys today. I don't know if you know what Fear Inoculum is or who it was by. Uh, If you did, kudos to you. Uh, But it's an album by a band that I feel is very important to the scene. um, Just because of the things they were able to do and the things they are able to do and stretching out how long it takes for another album to be released, right? We all know Tool's track record, and uh, Fear Inoculum is their latest album. It's the fifth studio album, and it was their first album in 13 years. That's right, 2006's 10,000 Days was the last album that had come out from these guys, and apparently it was all due to... um, you know, creative differences, legal reasons, all sorts of things led to such a delay in this album coming out. But the album came out on August 30th, 2019. And thank God for that. Featuring the usual suspects, Maynard James Keenan on vocals, Adam Jones on guitar, jo- Justin Chancellor on bass, and Danny Carey, the one and only, on drums. And uh, just to get you kind of feeling where this album was on the charts wise Uh, it went number one in Australia, Belgium Canada, New Zealand Norway, Portugal and the US Billboard Top 200 making it the third album in a row from Tool to go number one and just a fun fact it knocked Taylor Swift Out of the number one spot, which uh, nobody thought was ever going to be done. But if there was a band to do it, it was going to be Tool. And Tool sure as hell did it. So kudos to them. Uh, The album also went number two in Switzerland, Scotland, Italy, Germany, and Finland. Going number three in Austria, Holland, and Spain. And number four in Denmark, Ireland, and the UK. Not too shabby. It's also been certified gold in the United States, which means that the album has sold more than 500,000 copies, which uh, may seem like a lot these days, right? And it is true. These days, selling 500,000 copies is a big thing because a lot of metal bands barely sell over 200,000 these days, thanks to digital. Whereas back in the day, five hundred thousand, yeah, it was cool if it was your first record and you sold five hundred thousand copies. But once you've gone platinum and various other things on other records, selling five only five hundred thousand copies is considered a downgrade for a lot of bands. So it's just funny that you know it's such a good thing now to go gold. Uh, but yeah, the album very celebrated. It it was nominated for two Grammys. Uh, We'll go over those when we get to it. Uh, But before we do, remember, we check every track. We grade it on a zero to five-star system. If you're just joining us for the first time ever, this is how we do it. And then at the very end, we take every track that we've graded on a zero to five-star system. We total it up, average it out, and that is your overall grade for the album. All right. So now that you know that, we're going to take a little bit of a break. When we get back, we're going to go over fear inoculum by Tool. I knew virtually nothing about Alzheimer's or any sort of brain issues until one day my wife started to do things that were atypical, sudden outbursts. Uh, becoming repetitive and asking questions. You have this tapestry just creating who you are based on 100 billion nerve cells and hundreds of trillions of connections Mm -hmm. making a network. And this disease comes in and every day, relentlessly, insidiously, just tears that tapestry apart. If you've got a heart and if you care about people, you don't want to see anybody go through this. And that's why I'm more optimistic than ever that we're on our way to eradicating this disease with early prediction, early detection, early intervention. Find out more at curealz.org. All right, so we're checking out Fear Inoculum, which when you're looking at it, it's only seven tracks, right? If you got the CD version, it's seven tracks. But every track is just about 10 minutes long or more. There are tracks that are more. Uh, But anyways, fear the title track is the very first track that's right, Fear Inoculum. It holds the Guinness World Record for longest track to ever chart on the Billboard Hot 100, clocking in at over 10 minutes long. The beginning has a very Middle Eastern feel to it with the drums and the keys before Chancellor comes in. With that signature bass sound that Tool's always been known for, it's a track that's all about rejecting fear and negativity. And it was nominated for a Grammy for Best Rock Song, however, uh, Best Rock Performance, I should say. That's how they call it. Uh, and I should say it did not win for this one. So this one did not win on the on the Grammys, but still pretty cool that it was nominated. Fun fact: knowing that it was it was. Uh, the longest track ever to chart. So it's a Guinness World Record. Pretty cool. I gave it five stars out of five for a final grade. All right. I believe this next track is called Norma. It almost looks like pneumonia, but Norma. It's an 11-minute track that starts off very mellow as it builds in intensity over the course of the 11 minutes. With certain parts focusing on certain instruments like Carey's jaw-dropping amazing drum work. Because Carey is just fucking amazing. uh, To while Jones has been quoted as saying that his riffs were not difficult to play, but very satisfying, also noting that Chance's bass riff, quote, stays on the original guitar riff, so there are some nice little conflicting moments between the two parts, end quote. Uh, The title of the track is Greek for uh, spirit or soul, so I believe that this is what the overall theme to the song is, overall, and I gave that track five stars out of five for a final grade. This is some of the most, and I'm going to just say, a lot of this is some of the most amazing work. Like This has been worth the wait, if you ask me. Uh, Invincible is the very next track on the record, and... The thing I love about this track is that it reminds me a lot of Enema. Enema, for those of you guys, I did review, I believe, on moshpitsandmovies.wordpress.com. I believe that's one of the albums I did review from Tool. And it's one of my favorite, favorite Tool records. Uh, I remember my brother introducing me to it way back in the day. and, And just the album cover... And everything that came with it alone just fucking fascinated me about Tool. And I remember seeing Tool at Ozfest '98 and just being completely fucking blown away by what Tool was. So when I first heard this track, Invincible, it just started bringing me back to Enema, which is one of my favorite albums for how simplistic, but still so amazing sounding with its tribal feel and a track that's searching. For the fountain of youth. You know what I'm saying? So just having that alone was good enough for me. And good enough for me to give it a 5 stars out of 5 for a final grade. I loved Enema. One of my all-time favorites. Uh, Descending is the next track. And it's a 13-minute track that begins with one of my favorite sounds. Which is waves hitting a shore but it is quickly interrupted by an amazing, crushing riff that matches Keenan's ability to go from calm to frenzied in his vocal style and delivery. Tons of shifts, especially with the changes in the tone and volume, but the band does it flawlessly with almost no hiccups. I mean, everything they do is almost perfect on this record. The switches work. The change in tones work. They flow so amazingly together that you're like, when are they going to fuck up? You're like waiting for that moment that they're just going to fuck up and you're going to hear the fuck up. And you're not getting frustrated in a bad way. You're getting frustrated in a good way because you're like, wow, how is this so fucking amazing? Five stars out of five for that one. These guys just keep on delivering. Uh, Culling Voices is the fifth track. and It has a very melodic beginning that is chilling with Maynard's vocal delivery. And then as the song progresses, the bass line starts building up along with Jones' fierce playing that helps change the tempo. Overall, another great track that takes you on a musical odyssey. Odyssey is the best word that I can use to describe it. I mean, that's honestly how I felt about Calling Voices. I love the chilling beginning because its vocal delivery is almost just as chilling as the track is. Uh, But obviously, as the song progresses, he progresses as well. And the band just progresses all the way through. So just another amazing performance uh, right there from the band. Five stars out of five for a final grade. The next track is... uh, probably the track that I wasn't too big of a fan of, although I get why they put it in there, I guess. It's called Chocolate Chip Trip, and uh, it's the shortest track on the album, I believe coming in at like 4 minutes and 50 or something like that, a little bit over that. Uh, Shortest track on the album that has them experimenting with sounds like bells and chimes, just channeling their inner Pink Floyd. And a little bit of Led Zeppelin. I got to say, for Danny Carey, it's got kind of that Moby Dick style uh, drum thing going on in this. So that's probably the most impressive part of the whole track for me, even though I was like, eh, this feels like an intro. But it's not because it's four minutes and 50 seconds. And that's if, if that's an intro, that's one hell of a fucking intro, let me tell you. But still, uh, Carey's drumming on this is what... is what sold it for me all the way through. And uh, that's why I gave it 4.5 stars out of 5 for a final grade. And we move on to the very last track. It's uh, stylized with a 7, but it's pronounced Tempest. So instead of a T, it's a 7. And it's the longest track on the album at 15 minutes long that won a Grammy for Best Metal Performance. And when you listen to it, you're going to immediately understand why. And here's one of the things I really say. This, if you ever wanted to look for a track where Danny Carey and Adam Jones, if you're a fan of those two and you're looking for a track where they just absolutely shine, this is the track. They just bring out the best the big guns for this one. They bring out the best. The track reminds me of the best of en- of Enema or even Lateralis at times. But the thing that is amazing about this track overall, besides them, is Maynard James Keenan. And I'll explain it because he really channels this e- a really aggressive energy. And... If I had to compare it to a past album While the band Is in an enema lateralis kind of phase with the song He goes even further back right? And he's going all the way to undertow With how aggressive his vocals are And I just thought that was amazing Probably Tempest In my opinion If I could give a higher grade than a 5 this would be the track that I would give a higher grade to Probably a six Six out of five For a final grade But unfortunately I can't give sixes That would just make no sense A six out of five uh, You guys would be calling me full of shit At that point uh, But yeah this is probably the best track On the album They save the best for last um, Of course it's 15 minutes long But man I, You know I feel like if you can You know Smoke a nice bone and just listen to this. It'd be you'd be like fucking lost in musical fucking notes and and in, in in the landscape for sure. Uh, so I give it five stars out of five for a final grade. Not that I'm condoning smoking bones, I'm not condoning that. But if you do, all power to you. Uh, so, anyways, so now we're gonna look at the overall. Right, we take up all these grades, which is six fives and one 4.5, and you get 4.9 for an overall grade. This is so far the highest-graded album on the 365 journey, but not the highest-graded album overall. So, again, I mean, if they had not had Chocolate Chip Trip, this album would be a perfect five stars out of five. But they have that, and unfortunately, that's why it doesn't get five stars, But this is definitely... I saw one person... When I was looking at a personal review... So not like actual critical reviews... One person suggested that... If there ever was to be a swan song... For any band... They feel that Fear Inoculum... Should be the album that is the swan song... And I would have to agree... If Tool decided... That they were never gonna record anything ever again, and then maybe they would tour and just do that. I would be okay with Fear Inoculum being their swan song, for sure. I think I would be okay with that. I think it's it's that brilliant and it's that amazing um, of a track. So yeah, I gotta give them up. I gotta give it up to them for this. This was such an awesome, awesome album. I'm glad I listened to it. And if you're a Tool fan and you haven't checked this out, definitely give it a listen for sure. Uh, You will not be disappointed whatsoever at what you get here. All right. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We will see you guys tomorrow right here on Monster House Records Club.